Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, yeah, I've got to start, haven't I? <laughs> This is the Luke and Pete Show. It is Monday. It is uh, the 28th of December. Oh, Luke, isn't it that weird spot between Christmas and New Year? Doesn't it feel weird? It's not as if the whole world has felt weird for bloody ages or nothing. It's a weird continuation this year, isn't it? And I would also like to mm. say that um, we just asked producer Nat to start the show and mm. then you didn't do anything to the point where Nat had to come off mute on her mic and say, come on, <laughs> which is yeah. amazing. Come on, come on. I like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a weird time of year generally. It mm. is, um, I, mean, I was just saying to you, Pete, I, you know, there's nothing to do, is there? Let's be honest. So what I did today is I went for a long walk this morning, got back, poured myself a pint of tea. That's the mm. level of debauchery going on in West Norwood in this perineum of the season. Banging a bit of um, that chocolate flavour Baileys in it just to give it a little bit of a kick, a little sonic. So... As I was saying to you the other day, Peter, in a slightly different context, um, I'm happy to have the Baileys discussion, and I think we should have it now. My only exposure, really, to Baileys is twofold. One is that Alan Partridge orders one small Baileys for Lynn in the hotel Mm. bar when he offers to buy a drink. (laughs) And the second one is our friend and colleague um, over on a different show, the Football Ramble, Marcus, Mm. doesn't drink, but he he did once let slip in conversation about 12 years ago that yeah. he occasionally has a Bailey's. So every time we go to the pub or when we used to go out to the club, um, mm. we used to try and make him drink Bailey's and we would all drink yeah. Bailey's to encourage him. That's the only exposure I've had to Bailey's ever. I don't think it was a thing in my household, but you have told me that it's a big Christmas affair in other households. Well, I, I reckon that um, Marcus's uh, record is about four shots, maybe five shots, and I know exactly where it was. We were in Barcelona. We were in a club called Kabul, and uh, it was an interesting name for a club to be quite yeah. right. Uh, especially, it was right in the middle of, 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 of a couple of wars. And uh, yeah, and, and it was, uh, yeah, and, and, and I forced at least two shots down Marcus Bella's throat. And was I he drunk? He a couple as well. He was merry. He was approaching merriment. And uh, yeah, I, I think- Were you drunk? Uh, Oh mate, I was all. <laughs> I was. I'd had several bottles of Dooley's before I even started the unofficial, <laughs> the, the unofficial version of uh, of Bailey's. But Dooley's yeah. is that toffee one, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's the sort of thing you only ever see at Butlins when you're at ATP. You go, oh, yeah. I'll, have a, I'll have a Dooley's, please. That little kind of purple and, and red, uh, blue and red uh, bottle. Yeah, I mean, somebody made a point. In, in fact, it was our um, silent uh, partner, um, John uh, from Stakhanov, who made the point that... She was more silent. Like a, <laughs> he wishes you were more silent. Uh, the, the latte, uh, he wishes I wasn't involved at all. Um, the, it's, it tastes <laughs> like a latte with uh, a drop of um, cough medicine mixed in. And I had some over Christmas, and I was like, oh, that is so bang on. I can't drink Baileys anymore. He's no. ruined Baileys for me. Awful, How many different flavours of Baileys can you get? Quite a few, right? 
Well, there was one big bottle that arrived in the house a little while ago, but I'd already bought like a fancy bottle because that was the only one that was left. It was like a chocolate kind of liqueury version of Bailey's, a, a gold version, if you will. Right. And um, I had uh, I had most of a Viennetta to myself, poured a, a couple of glugs of Bailey on top. We've talked about this. Lovely old job. You know, you are approaching 40. You can't do that. <laughs> what do you mean? Decadent. It's probably Decadent about a month's great. worth of cholesterol in <laughs> one sitting, uh, in one episode I- of EastEnders. I reckon that Viennetta is like, I reckon that Viennetta is probably one of the more low calorie uh, sort of ice cream snacks because it's all, it's so frozen and chemically. It's almost like that Froyo stuff you can sometimes get. It's disgusting, but lovely with Bailey's on. Um, I don't think that anything about Viennetta with Bailey's being poured on it is, um, <laughs> is, is <laughs> low fat. <laughs> For goodness sake, Peter. It's absolutely, <laughs> listen, there, there was 190 calories in one small slice of Viennetta, which is a 70-gram slice. I've just looked it up. Now, I don't, I don't know if I should be Googling how much, how many calories in one whole Viennetta because that might set up some kind of alarm with my <laughs> wife. But I don't think anything about that is low calorie. And I think you I think, know that. And it's the I lies think, I can't stand. I think 70, I think 70, was it 70 grams? I'd say that's a, that's a, that's a heavier, sorry, it's not heavier, but a larger slice of Viennetta than you realize because it's actually quite a light, fluffy uh, chemically snack. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm, look, I'm, I, it's it's what I think, it's what I believe, and it's what I'll be telling the doctor in five years. When yeah, I'm and the worst thing about in. all this for me, and you should do that, make a note of it, mm. um, how, roughly how many Viennetti units do you consume a week, Mr. Dawson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only, listen, I only eat Viennetta when I'm out with my mates. I never eat at home. Yeah, I pick, I pick uh, the chocolate off. Yeah, just eat the Peter, white chemical. I, I think that um, you should seriously consider... If you were gonna, like, if you if you're gonna partake in that type of stuff, just do a bit a bit more of a high quality thing because I, I feel like I feel more and more aggrieved every week that you you refer to me as a basic bitch when mm. you are sat in front of EastEnders. All right, I've made that EastEnders bit up, but you sat in front I of the telly. EastEnders. I, I, watched, I, watched, I, watched, I watched the uh, Christmas Day one. I watched the Boxing Day one as well. Uh, what I liked about um, EastEnders is that uh, everyone's trying to kill Ian Beale, uh, which is amusing. And uh, the thing about EastEnders is the the really ugly men always are like the spunk of, of the square. So like there's a guy who looks like Jimmy Somerville. He is always the, the one who everybody wants to have sex with, even though... He's about fifty-five and he's balding and he's he's got a ginger beard. What, um, Phil Mitchell? No, not he's he's looks a bit like Phil Mitchell. Is Phil Mitchell still in it. Phil Mitchell's still in it. Sharon's still in it. Inexplicably, Ian Beale is somehow connected with 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 some other people. But, it's, but everyone's trying to kill Ian Beale, and Ian Beale's just kind of like tragic comedic character. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it's all going off in the square. But they're kind of they're not talking about COVID, but everyone looks quite socially distanced in the scene, so the right. camera angles are quite um, jarring, so to speak. Who would you say is the um, is the spunk of Stakhanov? Um, oh, probably Jim in it, I guess. Of well, out, out of us, out of me, you, and John, it's probably no, John everyone. in it. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Um, I'd go with probably. Um, Mark Haynes. He's tall. He's got a lovely beard. Who's actually I, famous I, for being attractive? 
and I, and I, I know I have, and I and and he. Uh, he he texted me uh, a few minutes ago uh, with a video that will come very clear when I explain what I got for Christmas, or rather, didn't get for Christmas. Luke Moore. Okay, and and so when it comes to Christmas, I'm I'm, I'm reading between mm. the lines here, and we didn't cover this on our show last week, but mm. I'm reading between the lines now and suspecting that you actually might be the basic bitch of Christmas. Um, I will have you know, I spent a good ten minutes this morning um, sp- pulling off all the keys of my mechanical keyboard. Uh, and wiping them down uh, because last night, late last night, I spilt Tisky all over my keyboard, Luke. And that's your oh, fault. Oh, whose fault was that? Mine? Yeah, it's Lukey Moore's fault. That's little my bit, fault. Little bit of a Lukey problem in my life right now. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, last night when I was sort of tidying up my filth after a little bit of Cyberpunk 2077, I spilt um, Tisky all over my I thought that had keyboard. been withdrawn. Furious, I think it has. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, but I play, I'm playing it on the PC, so um, I, I'm falling through scenery all the time. Um, people have <laughs> mobile phones that are floating in front of me. I've not the seen the Willys out. Still. No, no, I've not seen the Willys out uh, uh, glitch yet. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> before, before we do um, anything uh, sort of else, do you want do you want a couple of quick Christmas stories? Because we are kind of still in Christmas period, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got fair. a couple here. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I mean, both I really like, but I'll, I'll start with the one I like the most, um, which is a story that came out of um, a place. I don't actually know where it is, but it's in the UK somewhere called Stretton. Um, Stretton. Ooh. It might be up north. Not Stretton as in the London district. Um, Stretton, S-T-R-E-T-T-O-N. If you are listening from anywhere near Stretton, hello to you. Um, but the Stretton Church nativity scene this year was rearranged to look like Mary is, quote-unquote, performing an act of sin on Joseph. Um, oh, no. And the uh, the comment underneath the story reads as follows. Some vulgar person has rearranged the nativity scene at Stretton Church to make it look like Mary is performing an act of sin on Joseph. Uh, by the way, everyone, it's a blowjob. Uh, by moving her nearer to him and changing the position of his shaft. <laughs> Presumably, some people think this is a funny thing to do, but it it's is. on the main crossroads in the village and is used by many families. Those who carried out the disgusting act could do well to remember that we are in the midst of a pandemic and we should all be staying at home. Visiting our village to vandalise a nativity scene is not what I would call essential travel. Oh, so, so basically they're saying that some outsider with their sexy ideas came into the village and, 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 and made um, Mary do... Do a blowy on Joseph. <laughs> I think it's bringing joy, isn't it? That's bringing joy if I was driving bringing, past that. That'd be a good old laugh. That, that is bringing joy. And to be honest, it's not like she's going to get pregnant because she was the it was the divine uh, birth anyway. Yeah. He didn't go near her with it. So, look. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I mean, if she knows how to do that, it, it does cast a lot of aspersions on the, on the very idea of her, immacul- her immaculate conception. Exactly. I mean, if you get pregnant from that, that is immaculate, I would say. And I, I should say, anyway. for those who are who aren't fortunate enough to see the picture I'm currently staring at, uh, mm. Joseph's penis does look very big. I mean, it's very it's, large. It's it, 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 probably the size of a small scaffolding pole, I would say. It's 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 a double pack of uh, Pringles can. Yes, it's it's yeah, sizable. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, look, look, maybe that's why it was a divine conception. It it would it just would not it just would not work physically. Would not work. Joseph <laughs> hung like. A divine dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in many dear. ways, like in many ways, if Jesus was born, I mean, I'm probably going to be a bit offensive here, so apologies to those at Christmas right. as well. Um, mm. If if 
Jesus was who he said he was, he's mm. going to have come from a magnificent cock and balls. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about Jesus' dad's willy too much, but yeah, I can, I can only imagine it would be almost disappointing, wouldn't it? I think we've spoken about this before. It'd be really disappointing if Jesus didn't have a, a magnificent. Uh... <laughs> have we spoken about this before? Or you what? Well, I mean, oh, yeah, maybe I did. Maybe we did yeah. off air. I don't know. And yeah. anyway, moving from that delicate matter of um, mm. Jesus' father's appendage mm. um, to my second favorite Christmas story of the week. Um, which actually broke on Christmas Day, which I like. Um, so I think someone might have had this in their back pocket for a wee while, but it got right. published on in the morning of Christmas Day. Oh, do you know what? It was published on the Independent Online. It was probably scheduled in, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, CMS. Um, absolutely. Schedule that stuff in. Um, and it's the um, <laughs> at one of the biggest Catholic Christmas services in Sri Lanka, mm. around a 1,000 programs were printed accidentally printing the words to Tupac's Hail Mary instead of the Christmas carol of the same name. <laughs> so, for example, um, come with me, Hail Mary, run quick see, what do we have here? I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting, it's been, expl- it's been, um, what's it called? Uh, blocked out so you can't see it. Mm, um yeah. Peeped the weakness in the rap game and sewed it. Uh, Hail Mary, catch me if I go. Let's go deep inside the solitary mind of a madman who screams in the dark. I'm a ghost in these killing fields. It's similar. I mean, the solitary <laughs> mind of a madman who screams in the dark. Isn't dissimilar? No, I mean, it's, some, uh, it's almost kind of like Old Testament, isn't it? It's, 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 very, mm. uh, it's very good. Look, I mean, it, what I would say is that if you are, if you can speak English, and you do copy and paste that from from an internet site, um, an internet site. I, I mean, just give it a cursory glance before you just you know go to print, so to speak. I'd, I'd love to know if they uh, they need a follow up story here. We need we need five hundred words on whether they sang it or not. <laughs> That's what we need. And yeah, I, I think I, I, I absolutely love a carol concert. And, and I, I one of the best. I mean, I might have mentioned this before, but I I um, went to a carol concert at Southwark Cathedral a number of years ago. Um, because I agreed to help someone out who was doing some work for it, and um, it was actually amazing. It was brilliant, and and it oh, was because it was this because it was this charity event. They leveraged all these people to do um to do to lead the singing to lead the carols, right? Right. So you had um the Saturdays did a song. You had um who else was there? Uh, I think Hugh Grant might have been there doing a reading. It was it was mm. brilliant. And uh, it's just and Southern Cathedral, as I'm sure you know, Peter, is a magnificent uh, building. Uh, no, nothing wrong with the nativity scene at Southern Cathedral. Let me tell you that. Uh, <laughs> tight on security there. And um, so I do miss um, a carol service generally because of these strange times we're living in. Would I enjoy it more if we did a two-pack song? I think I would actually. Yeah, I'd get down to it as long as they were just careful with the with the N words and the blaspheming. I, I reckon I, I would happily be uh, sit down to sing that. Stand so some would say that blasphemy is a victimless crime, right? Some wag would say that. But mm. would you draw the line at blasphemy if you were in a building of God, in a house of God? I depends Out of on respect? what bullets those uh, that 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 Uzi is shooting effectively. Yeah. Good. What does that uh, mean? If you, I don't know, if you are popping caps into Jesus' hands to attach him to the the, the cross, 
so that his blood may fill us all with. I, I'm, 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 I've gone down me, uh, me pickled pears, me, uh, me salted pears. Thing <laughs> Do you remember when you didn't remember how Jesus died? Yeah, yeah. Rolled, rolled away. Was it like about rolling away the stone or something? I can't really remember. I yeah, I think you. I think you might died, have been labouring under the misapprehension <laughs> that he might have suffocated in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he poisoned? <laughs> Didn't he drink some bad milk? <laughs> we don't know. Could have been. No, no. We don't know, do we? But um, so, <laughs> so what I'm asking you is, if you were in a house of God, would you try and mm. not blaspheme? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd try I'd try not to do that. That's 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 just number one. That's just that's just um, wiping your feet on the carpet, not on the carpet. Yeah, no, wiping yeah. your feet on the carpet rather than yeah. wiping it on the bit next to the door that has got a little bit more fibre to it. Yes, and and how do you stand on the Larry David um, subject of taking one's shoes off when going into a house? I will. I've said this before. I will offer, but if someone makes me do it. I'd oh, you don't like it, do you? Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I'd, you can come into my house, muddy as hell, uh, and 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 just 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 smear mud all up the walls. I don't care because I don't want to be one of those houses where I insist on people taking their shoes off. Take your shoes off. You know me. Love Japan. Love everything about it. Love the the, the taking the shoes off kind of uh, you know the, the thing that they they insist on. But it's just accepted that you do it. Don't ask me to do it because that would upset me. I think. And what do you do with your with the two dogs that you've got access to when they come in after a muddy walk? I get I, I one of them um, uh, almost ruined uh, our, our new sofa um, by running all over it earlier on today, but we managed to get the mud off it. I've started sort of giving his giving his or her little feet a little scrub on the on the on the carpet before he comes in. <laughs> you know that um, Jules Breach is absolutely um, steadfast in her. Mm. Um, in her rule about not letting little Pablo up on the sofa. Right, okay. Well, that, she, he'd, I mean, be, that... he'd be crying and whining to get up. Oh, and she oh, oh no, that's so yeah. sad. Let her on, let little Pablo on the sofa, Jules Breach. Awful. <laughs> the life of Pablo. Um, should we take a little break, Peter? When we come back, we can do some more stories, some more madness, and maybe a couple more emails as well. All right, then, let's do it. This week on Stakhanov. Over on the Luke and Pete show, we've been discussing our usual nonsense from Disney princesses to fizzy lagers and a whole load more. Here's a taster of what's been on the show. For some reason, our little recording system has got this piece of music installed in it. I think it's uh, incidental music in a sex ed uh, BBC Two um, 10 a.m. kind of job. No way! It is! It's too groovy! It's too groovy! Yeah, it's just like, uh, now on BBC Two, <laughs> sex and your child. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over on WrestleMe, we've been doing the 12 days of WrestleMemus, which you can find on our Patreon or your favourite podcast player. That's why also America is like leading the world in serial killers, you know, because they have room. They have room, room they have... to dismantle. <laughs> <laughs> to dismember, dismember to stuff yes. to make marionettes. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, very difficult to be a serial killer. I would knock into things. I'd you get would. blood everywhere. But there's always some nosy beak, isn't there? <laughs> Someone sticking their nose in where yeah. it doesn't belong. All that and more at Stakhanov. And 
We are back. This is the Luke and Pete Show. If you'd like to get in touch with the Luke and Pete Show, we've been asking for your emails, and I'll tell you what, you've done quite well. Some people have resent emails they've already sent. Some people have uh, sent us Christmas stories uh, and stuff like that. Uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. That's hello at LukeandPeteShow.com uh, if you would like to get involved. Luke, have you got an email to kick us off? I have indeed. It's a very good one, and it mm. references me... The bombshell that I unveiled. Do you unveil a bombshell? What do you do? Detonate a bombshell, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I detonated a bombshell last week that I, uh, for a short period of time, for no reason whatsoever, um, embarked on a journey of playing the flute uh, mm. at school. I think I was about eight or nine, maybe. Yeah, about that kind of age. Anyway, on that basis, it's a belting story from Christian. Weird that he's called Christian after what we've been talking about. Um <laughs> But anyway, that's a coincidence. He says, hi, the Luke and the Pete. Uh, like Luke, I played the flute as a child at my mum's insistence. Did I say that my mum insisted on it? I mean, it's possible she did. She was mm. very kind of big on making me play musical instruments. Um, After six years of half-assed commitment, I scraped my grade three before sacking it in, says Christian. Musical maestro, I was not. When I went to secondary school, I joined the local wind band. Every Ooh. summer, the wind band would go on a tour to an exotic European country, bracket Spain. It was always Spain. Um, so I was very keen to join so I could end the school year by going to the beach and water parks with my friends and having to play the odd show in some town square to geriatric Spaniards. The conductor was a flautist himself and was excited at the prospect of another male playing the flute. Sadly, I did not live up to his expectations. <laughs> In my first rehearsal, I was playing second flute after giving what I believed to be a decent account of myself. I then found myself relegated to third flute by the second rehearsal, along with the other students whose contributions to the band were punctuality and not musical talent. I mean, how many flautists do they have in this damn band? Presumably yeah. three. Um, I quickly realised that my contributions to the band were insignificant. I also realised that the only time people would have to hear me play was my tuning note at the start of each rehearsal. So, through countless rehearsals and numerous concerts, I mastered the art of pretending to play the flute. Ah. Recognising that my silence was probably better for the band's performance, I maintained the pretense for two years purely so I could go on the summer tours. Looking back, it wasn't worth it. On my first tour, we were driving back from Barcelona on a coach and our driver fell asleep at the wheel somewhere in France. Oh, he veered no. into a motorway barrier, waking himself and the 30 or so students and teachers up before overcorrecting the other way and slamming the rest of the coach into the same barrier. Glass shattered and a clarinet case fell onto my head um, with the back of the coach hanging off. My, my driver, our driver was taken away by French police saying, fuck it, I was going to retire soon anyway. So, <laughs> in summary... Don't play the flute, and otherwise a driver from Sunderland will cause a clarinet case to hit you on the head in the middle of France. I would attach a photo of the coach's damage for proof, but it's stuck on my old Motorola Razor. Cheers, Christian. Oh, I'm not... <laughs> I'm from dusk till dawn. I didn't, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get my pension. <laughs> oh, no. Crazy. That is absolutely... I'm pension. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, there is something in that, though, Pete. The idea that could you, in theory, and, and music experts, classical music experts will need to get in touch on this, um, could you, in theory, play as, I don't know, the fourth piccolo in a mm. massive orchestra 
and it never really matter, but you could be in like a really well respected like London Philharmonic or something. Mm. Like, I, I understand you'd have to do all these ta- all these um, auditions and and all this stuff to get there. But what I'm saying is, if I if someone like me had a rudimentary understanding of the piccolo, I don't. Yeah. But if I did, could you just drop me in there? And if I didn't do anything, would anyone notice? Yeah, who who is that um, prodigiously talented uh, QPR footballer who sort of pissed up a wall? Oh, um, Adel Tarat. Adel Tarat. Could you like kind of get to a position and then just piss it all at a wall and just not not play a single note for about three years and nobody would really notice? Well, you, you did used to get. I mean, there's a there's a film about it called Kaiser about mm. a particular guy in Brazil who played for it quote, quote unquote played for a load of really big football teams and I think he might have been a really good friend of Romario's. But he never actually played a game. Like he, he, he was always yeah. injured or unavailable, and he and he and he managed to kind of play around other different clubs. And I, and and I think that that's probably how bad he was is probably overstated because I'm sure he would have trained yeah. and he would have had to have done a little bit. So I'm sure he would have been decent, but he never actually played, and he still managed to kind of eke out some kind of career. So this idea of bluffing your ticket is probably a lot more possible. The most people give it credit. I think a lot of it is just is based around confidence, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, well, the fucking bus driver bluffed his way. <laughs> Plus, he went to the centre reservation. Um, we, um, when I was in orchestra, um, my teacher, I used to do the same thing. So I used to just mime, like I used to mime, mime, mime. And my right. teacher moved me instead of away from first chair. She moved me to first chair. Now, if anybody had had any kind of like, uh, what uh, instrument was this? Kind of, Violin, violin. I was terrible at it, uh, but I would do exactly what this person's doing. I, I would, I would pretend that I was playing uh, just to get through another lesson. I wouldn't practice. I was awful at it. Uh, but what I would do is just just play the long notes, and then if there was anything slightly intricate, I would mime. Um, and so the teacher. Uh, would move me towards. She moved me to first chair. I think just to keep an eye on me, to be quite frank. Yeah. Rather than move me further away, because I'm only going to get worse of them further away. So I actually. What, actually, what song were you playing? Oh, I don't know. What's that? Is that Chaikovsky? That one uh, and a couple of others. But uh, yeah, I just, I just remember getting every lesson. Every um, kind of practice, I'd turn up and at the end of my street, and uh, you know, I, I didn't have to go that far to, to to actually do the the lesson. If I'd actually applied myself, I probably would have uh, got a bit more out of it. But uh, but no, I. Uh, but you're the opposite to me, aren't you? So I think you're probably a, you're probably a lot better at violin than you're making people believe. Boy, your, your story there. But I'm someone who goes the other way. I'd say everyone everything, and then have to worry about how I'm going to fulfil it. <laughs> so like so like so for example when um when i was first trying to get a job in london when i first moved here without a job i my policy was just to answer yes to every question mm, because yeah. my, my rationale would be well look if they say to me can you do photoshop right i'll just say yes because if they offer me the job i'm probably going to have a month to learn it yeah. and i'll just learn that- it right yeah damn right I mean, I, I, that is literally what happened at Capital Radio, and I never learned it, but they never asked me to use it. So I don't know why they yeah. asked me to do that anyway. Yeah, so, uh, so we've given, we've got you a computer with Photoshop on. Uh, can you cut out this picture of DJ Neil Francis? And you say, yes, yeah. I'm going to go to the toilet, and then yeah. you'll come back for half a day. Well, my, my first, um, my first, one of my first experiences at Capital Radio was standing outside the toilet while watching out for people coming so Johnny Vaughan could smoke in there. 
<laughs> well, there you go. And then he tr- and then he, he thanks me by taking me to the canteen and buying me a yogurt. <laughs> and, that's, and that is a perfectly true story. Frighteningly uh, intense, man. I mean, I can't prove it, so I might be no. I might get busted for saying it, but um, it definitely yeah. happened. So the skills you what I'm trying to get at is the skills you needed were different to what they said in the interview because they're not going to say in the interview some of our DJs are mad. Um, yeah, will you be alright being around them because they're probably not going to get away with that so all I'm saying is the expectations are different but I think for you Pete I reckon you probably were actually pretty good at the violin because I know you quite well but you're just underplaying it and you probably haven't got the confidence to kind of push through I think you could probably pick it up again now mate and go to the very top yeah I, I, <laughs> I think so 39 is when I start my um, yeah my, my violin or vi- viola uh, career I think any correct there I'll probably have a go Probably got yeah, a cello we to, as well. Oh, really? When we went to Naples and we saw that sing that soloist, did you were you impressed by that as someone who's got a nodding, wasn't it? That was, that was nodding wonderful. appreciation. And and, and and that whole kind of like auditorium just had no um magnification or amplification rather. Um and it was just just so beautifully set up. It re- you had to almost strain to hear it. That's it, but it was just so beautiful. It kinda of, kinda of cut through and there was some stuff that he was doing was just absolutely batshit um but in a wonderful way it was very enjoyable and i was incredibly hungover and quite sleepy so you know it happened i was gonna say because my memory of it was just you getting pissed <laughs> yeah that's that 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 is a weekend away with me that, that's I'm <laughs> absolutely happy with that but unlike other people in our, our company i don't want to go home uh we got yeah. a message from uh alec talking about uh people coming into the town for local people in Sutton or Netton or wherever the hell it was, I believe it's in East Midlands. I did a little Google. Oh, Stretton. Uh, Stretton, Stretton. Yeah, it's it's in East Midlands apparently. Uh, oh, so right. people get upset that somebody had come into the village. Apparently, oh, somebody from this village would never do that sort of thing. Uh, but Alec Lodge, we were talking about um, weird Facebook group, uh, Facebook groups about local um, villages and, and towns and stuff like that. Check out this batshit crazy post from one of the village groups I'm in. There's so much going on, uh, and the comments are crazy. I'm 100% sure it's genuine and not some weird joke. And reading it, yeah, to be honest, it does, doesn't does sound like a, a weird joke. It sounds like a, a person who's absolutely petrified about what they've seen. Um, a resident on the Facebook page has written, myself and my husband took our dogs for a walk over the farmer's field. We crossed over something road towards something church. It's been redacted for just you know niceness uh, we were walking by the footbridge of a public walkway and there was a male cyclist in fluorescent green uh with a cycle engaged in a sexual act with another guy bald and wearing jeans so man with fluorescent green top engaging in a sexual act with another guy bald yeah. and wearing jeans they were both middle-aged and white not sure if it's connected but there was also a blue van parked outside the church don't bring the blue van into it what's he nah. done Crying out loud. Oh. The man in jeans ran and hid while a cyclist remained sitting on the ground. <laughs> Just resting up. As you can imagine, it was quite shocking. We had to double back to avoid them, and by the time we got home, our dog was limping. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the dog limping? <laughs> oh my word. You see what you've done to my dog? You've made my dog limp. It's so sexy. It if I was on my own, so sexual. His yeah. legs, gammy. Legs, yeah, it was really shocking, especially since the guy on the ground stayed there until we'd left. <laughs> what is it? What's that guy? The guy who's just sat on the ground. What's his play there? What's his tactic? Um, I, I think he's doing the same tactic as when the dinosaurs are in the kitchen in Jurassic Park. 
Oh yeah, good yeah. idea actually. Their vision is based on movement. The Facebook botherers, uh, their vision is based on uh, based No, on, I don't. Uh, I think that's that's erroneous because it's the T Rex whose vision is based on. Oh, the T Rex, right? Okay, I yeah. see. Yeah, I, um, I understand. So what what he's going for there is he's going for the kind of if I just completely refuse to engage with what's happening here, they've got no hand to play. They can't come. They can't say anything. Mm. Until the camera phones that comes out, I think it's uh, yeah, I, I think it's a decent play. Personally, just stay yeah. there for the rest of your life. Pretend you're a norm. Because you you um, you um, you were chasing after someone who stole your phone in Hampstead Heath once, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, stole my watch. Stole yeah. my watch. <laughs> but, um, but the thing, the thing is, sorry, sorry, is there more to this story? It's a little bit. I, I don't no, know why. It just sort of, yeah, it just sort of. Um, I don't know why it's. I, I don't know why they've written this at the end. Our dogs are quite recognisable. I kept looking around, worried they may turn aggressive at the thought of being caught literally with their trousers down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and Facebook is now really. Um, so from, I'm not on Facebook, but from, as far as I understand it, Facebook now is basically suburban residents terrified someone's going to steal their dog, mm. suburban residents who've lost their dog, mm. and uh, fascist memes. Yeah, that's pretty much that. That is, that is that is pretty much it, to be honest. Yeah, and, and, the, the replies that sort of come out behind um, behind this, the, so to speak, behind this Facebook page. Somebody's written, "Has this been reported to the police?" Someone else has written, "Still good food." Not a clue what that means. Mm. Um, <laughs> how recognisable are these dogs? Are we talking celebrity dogs here? Where would I have seen them? Then the next one is, "Why would two men having sex make a dog limp?" Um, <laughs> that's the question um, that's, what, that's, that's what I want to yeah yeah and then the final one was uh, you and your dog sound like disgusting homophobes yeah, very <laughs> nice. the, 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 um, the, the the TV series you can see those dogs on is a very successful long running series called Crufts uh, and mm. they're what some of the main parts in it actually but but I was yeah. going to this this has just reminded me of um, of um, so I don't really know the law around sex sexual acts in public. I I, mm. I, I did my friend a good friend of mine that is a police officer uh, of I think of some reasonable rank now depressingly because we were getting older and mm. I did ask him once back in the day in the pub and he did tell me but I can't remember but something that's reminded me of there is some kind of legality around it but I can't remember what oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't be just be bumming in the street. I mean that is unwelcome <laughs> at best, is it? That's it, how we it, met. What village you're in? What <laughs> doesn't matter what village you're in? But but anyway, this this well, um this same friend who I won't name obviously because he's got a proper career. Um, he he um he told me once that he was on a, on a patrol on his own um in in the middle of the night, right? So are these blocks, and he's driving around um driving around in his, his patrol car, and he's in this like little industrial estate, mm. and he saw a um a quite large man. Dressed mm. um, essentially like a like a like well basically dressed like a I don't know how you describe it but like he was he had like high heels on fishnets women's underwear okay, makeup yeah. on and he was just wandering around this industrial estate right yeah but he was just on his own yeah and um, so my friend no I, fair I suppose second no fair no foul is that the same no, no exactly but my friend my friend got out and said oh all right. And the guy got was really paranoid, obviously, and was like, "Oh, don't, please don't arrest me! Please don't arrest me!" And my, my friend was like, "Well, I'm not going to arrest you. There's, you're not committing a crime here. Mm. No, you're walking around dressed like that in an industrial estate. I might ask you a couple of questions out of interest or whatever, but I'm not going to. You've not committed a crime, so don't worry about it." And and, and the guy just walked off, like. Yeah. 
And I just think to myself, you must see such stuff like that. Cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes you see some horrific stuff as well, right? Where you see someone yeah. who's been killed or whatever. It's not great, is it? No, it's not ideal, is it? No. But anyway. Well, look, if you are going to walk around an industrial state at night, do wear high-vis, whatever you're wearing other than that. Do wear a hard hat. It mm. is a place of work. So just just look after yourselves, all right? Yeah, and if you, and if you're listening to the show and you are um, either because we get quite like in in a, in kind of quite depressing way, and I'm very very um, very grateful for it. We get a lot of pilots who listen. We get a lot of um, lawyers in, who, who listen as well. I don't know. We've had that many policemen apart from that guy in Baltimore who used to go on stakeouts and take shits and takeaway containers and listen to our show. Um, That's right. But, yeah. But if you are a police officer or a law expert, tell email in and tell us about the legality around what we've talked about today because it is interesting to me and it will probably be a big weight off both of our minds, Pete, knowing that we're not committing any crimes. <laughs> not when we're out and about, no. Good exactly. stuff. You want to get to touch com. That's how you do it. Yeah. And what day is it today? It's Monday. Monday. We'll be back on Thursday, won't we? Yeah, we will. Sweet. What's it. it'll be, oh, it'll be New Year's Eve on Thursday. We can talk about all the things we've achieved this year. <laughs> Fuck all. Well, we'll see you then. Thanks very much for listening. Stay in touch. Hello at lucapeacher.com, as Peter has already said. I've been Merry Lucamus. He's been the Rabbi Peterson. We'll see you on Thursday. Ta-ta. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 